Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Forward Curve. Hello and welcome to The Forward Curve, the weekly podcast covering the commodity markets and the global economy. Brought to you by Gold Street Advisors, the independent research and advisory firm. In this episode, we'll kick off another multi-episode series within our larger Commodities 101 series, this one devoted to the concept of hedging in the financial and commodity markets. I'm Christian Klavodecher, and joining me will be our chief analyst and all-around smart fella, Robin Barr. Having comprehensively covered the topics of commodities and the commodity markets in our first two episodes, it seemed to me that explaining the practice of hedging was the natural direction for us to go as a service to those who are looking for a better understanding of how the global economy works. Towards that end, I'm going to pass the baton to my trusted partner, Robin Barr. Robin? Thanks, Christian. Our last two podcasts covered the basics of what commodities are, how they are traded, and how the financial commodity markets work. So with that achieved, uh, this week's podcast discusses what is hedging uh, and is in fact one of the three main functions of a commodity market or exchange. The other two being pricing uh, and delivery. Perfect. Okay, Robin, why don't you start off with a definition of hedging? Okay, it's always good to to get the facts right and um, agree on uh, on terms. So in its simplest terms, hedging is a form of protection. So that's a way of protecting, controlling or limiting something. In other words, an investment made in order to reduce the risk of losing money on shares, bonds, commodities, etc. that you own. For example, by buying futures, which are agreements to buy or sell shares for a particular price at a date in the future, or options. Uh, and options are the rights to buy or sell shares for a particular price within a particular time period. So that's the definition. We can also think of hedging as a form of insurance. So for example, house insurance in case something is stolen or it burns down. Another one would be car insurance in case of theft or an accident. So they pay out when that uh, event takes place. Gold is often purchased as a hedge against inflation, so it rises as inflation uh, increases. So one might buy physical gold uh, or gold futures uh, if you think inflation will increase over time. Other popular hedges involve derivatives that track an underlying asset. For example, copper, that would be the underlying, and you would buy a future or an options to express a view over the underlying. Another underlying would be a stock market index, the Dow Jones or the S&P 500. You could buy a futures contract or an options contract to express a view on the underlying. Other types of hedges can be constructed via other means like diversification. So a great example would be investing in both cyclical and counter-cyclical stocks. So cyclical stocks, as a reminder, these are companies that make or sell discretionary items and services that are in demand when the economy is doing well. So restaurants, hotel chains, airlines, furniture, high-end clothing retailers, uh, auto manufacturers, and so on. And of course, they've had a fairly torrid 2020 Um, because nobody has really wanted them with the uh, pandemic. Conversely, non-cyclical stocks, securities, 
assets, they're generally profitable regardless of economic trends. So they don't really correlate to the business cycle. And therefore, we always need these goods and services. So utilities, food, power, water, gas, uh, and so on. People might not realize they hedge many things in their daily lives, often having nothing to do with the stock market or commodity market. So hedging, very, very common without people realizing. Can you give us some examples of day-to-day exercises of hedging that regular people engage in? Yeah, again, just to underline that people, whether they know it or not, often engaged in hedging. For example, uh, when you and I buy life insurance to support our families in the case of death, this is a hedge because it will pay out if that unfortunate uh, incident takes place. You pay monthly uh, in monthly sums for the coverage provided by an insurance company. So that would be the, the monthly payment for your insurance policy running over 12 months. Although the textbook definition of hedging is an investment taken out to limit the risk of another investment, um, insurance is an example of a real-world hedge. Right. So switching back to financial hedging, can you give us some hypothetical yet practical examples of a trade that incorporates a hedge? Okay. Um, imagine that you want to invest in the, the budding industry of bungee cord manufacturing. Right. Um, you know of a company. Let's continue with this theme. You know of a company called Plummet. Uh, ha, ha, ha. That is revolutionizing the materials and designs to make cords that are twice as good as its nearest competitor drop. And you think that Plummet's share price will rise over the next month. So Plummet's share price is going to go higher. What do you do? Unfortunately, the bungee cord manufacturing industry is always susceptible to sudden changes in regulations and safety standards, meaning it is quite volatile. This is called industry risk, prices going up, prices going down, and so on. Despite this, you believe in this company that we've called Plummet, but you just want to find a way to reduce the industry risk. In this case, you are going to hedge, i.e. take protection or insurance, by going long or buying Plummet shares, while at the same time shorting, uh, or in this case, selling the shares of its competitor, drop. So buying plummet, uh, selling drop. Mm. If the industry as a whole goes up, then you make a profit on the plummet shares, but lose on drop shares, hopefully for a modest overall gain, because you think that because plummet is a better company, its shares will go up more than drops will. On the other hand, if the industry takes a hit, if for example, someone dies, heaven forbid, bungee jumping, you may lose money on plummet, but make money on drop. Basically, your overall profit, that is the profit from going long on plummet, i.e. buying plummet, is minimized in favor of less industry risk. This is sometimes called a pairs trade or an offset trade, and it helps investors gain a foothold in volatile industries or find companies in sectors that have some kind of systematic risk. Gotcha. Right. So to sum things up, what are the key takeaways here, Robin? I hope that what we've just gone through makes some sense. But to conclude, hedging, whether in your uh, stock market portfolio or your business, 
in fact anywhere else, is about decreasing or transferring risk. So hedging is a valid strategy that can help protect your portfolio, your home with insurance and business from uncertainty. Besides protecting an investor from various types of risk, it is believed that hedging makes the market run more efficiently. And that will wrap up the first episode of our What's Hedging series. As always, I want to thank Robin for joining me today. And of course, I want to thank you for joining us. Please be sure to subscribe to The Forward Curve on your favorite podcast platform. Join us next week for the next episode when we get into the fascinating world of options and how they can be used to manage risk. I'm Christian Klavodecher, and on behalf of the Gold Street Advisors team, I thank you for listening. And remember to always keep an eye and ear on the forward curve.